Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, young man. Awesome, awesome. Hey, how many of you, you like false advertising? Nobody does, right? Like, we live in a world of, of fake news right now, right? I'm not necessarily talking about, like, politically, even though that's bad, too. You don't like that either, right? But, but what I am talking about is, like, say you go to the grocery store, and you're getting groceries, and um, I don't know if you're like me, when I shop, I can't shop hungry, okay? Because I'm going to get extra stuff, right? I know, Bridget, it's sad, but it happens, okay? And, uh, and so I'll shop, let's say I go down the chip aisle, right? And get this bag of chips. Right? And we get a, a nice bag, like a Lay's uh, chips there, and, and uh, put it in my, in my grocery cart, and get all the groceries home, and, uh, and get ready to, to dig into this bag of chips, and I open it up, and it's like, right? Because it's half bag of chips, half bag of air. That's all advertising, right? Because they make it look nice and plump and big, like, I don't like that. I paid for that whole bag of chips, right? I want a whole bag of chips. That makes me mad. I don't like that. Let's say you see a commercial, or you see an advertisement, because they must know us, because we're always getting coupons at all kinds of restaurants and places all the time, and so they must like know us, or, or at least me, anyway. And uh, anyway, you, you see this advertisement, you see a commercial, whatever, you get a coupon, it's like this nice juicy hamburger, right? And you go, they got the all beef patty, and, and all the condiment, and it's stacked up just nice, just like that. Man, that looks awesome, right? How many of you know you go through the drive-thru and they put this in your bag and you go to open it up? It doesn't look like that, does it? It's all smooshed together, right? Stuff running out the sides. You just get, basically, you get a whole big bag and wrapper of grease, right? Which we, we like, let's be honest. We still want to eat it. But it doesn't, it doesn't look like that at all. And wherever it is that you go to shop for, for hamburgers, right? Like, it doesn't look like that. Like, looks can be deceiving. Right? Let's can be deceiving. When I was in high school, my, my first car was a 1966 Ford Mustang. I love that car. Ted, you remember that car, I'm sure. I, I love that car. It was awesome. Uh, but it wasn't fast. Okay? And, and everybody, they always tried to race me. I'd pull up to the red light, and people look over, and they'd want to rev their engine. And, and my car was loud, but it wasn't, it wasn't fast. So, so I was always like, oh, dude, seriously, I'm not going to race you, because I might stall out. Let's just be honest. Like, I, I don't want to, but I love that car. It, it, looked, it looked cool, it looked awesome. And uh, I don't know if any of you, uh, I know we have a lot of Plant Cityans in the room, so maybe you remember Plant City High School uh, parking in the parking lot, and you get out of school, and you have to wait a super long line to get out. Anybody remember that? Those of you graduated, I was class of 99, so uh, I remember those days. Uh, that was like 20 years ago now. It's crazy. But uh, anyway, I digress. So I'm getting in this line, and I, man, this is why I love being a senior, because we would get senior bell, and we can get out of nine, and I'm booked, I'm getting out of it, because I don't want to be stuck in that line. But I remember being stuck in this line, and, uh, and I had a buddy who had a Chevy Nova, and he was always wanting to rev off, you know, he was like, come on, man, let's hear it. Dude, seriously. Because I know, it's, it's not fast, it's like, it just looks good, right? So I put it, in, all right, I put it in the room, we're going back and forth, bunch of rednecks, that kind of thing. But, but yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. But but I never wanted to pop the hood, Caesar. You know, because I, I know, like, I'm like, it's not like this is not a show car. Like, you know, it just looks cool. Uh, but but, I, but it, yeah, I'd always let people want to race and stuff like that. And it, it was kind of like false advertising, so to speak. It, it didn't look, uh, it didn't look like what you think it should be, right? But I love that car. I love that car. 
Um, if we're not careful in the church, we can fall sad and die. Right? What, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? It might look, on the outside, it might look good, but maybe on the inside, it's not as advertised. In 2 Timothy 3, 5, Paul warns that in the last days, there will be a form of godliness, but deny its power. Right? What does that mean? What does that mean to us? It means maybe we go to church, but we aren't really changed. Right? It, it might mean that we worship, but we don't truly experience God. It might mean that we pray for miracles, but don't really have the faith that God will answer it. We, we might read the Bible, but we don't apply it to our life. We talk about God's power, but we're not experiencing it. Maybe we advertise, hey, God is moving at our church, but it's really not God, it's just people that are moving. I don't, I don't know about you, I don't know what you come for at that church, but I don't want that. Right? Anybody else? I don't want that. I want a place where God is moving. I want to see God. I want to see and expect miracles. I want to know that God is going to change people's lives. I can't change your life, but I know the one who can. And I want to introduce you to him. I want to introduce you. Yeah, you can clap if you want to. I wish you would. You can introduce your family to him. I want you to bring your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers because I believe that God wants to move in their life. But I don't want a false advertising. And then it not happened to right? well, so, so we're going to go through a series in the next couple of weeks called Rise Up. Because I want to I wake up, church. We are living in the last days. There's a lot of craziness going on in our world. That the world desperately needs the church right here, right now. The, the, the world needs you as a Christ follower, a true devoted uh, follower of Christ to rise up and be the church. Come on, somebody. The world needs a church that's all in all in. I want to experience God. I want the world. I, I, want, I want to see lives changed. Anybody want to see lives changed? Anybody want to see lives uh, saved, set free, delivered, full of the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody. Don't get sleepy on me right now. See, the world doesn't need a sleepy church or a pathetic church. They need a church on fire. They need a church that's walking in the things that they talk about. They need a church that's uh, awake and woke. Not like the woke culture that's out there around. But I'm talking like just Ready to do this. You guys want to go all in? Come on. Come on. The world needs a church that is all in. It's time to rise up. It's time to see revival. It's time to not just uh, experience revival, but live in revival. It's time to see families and, 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 and people um, uh, restored, addicts set free. Come on. In such a time as this, the world needs a church that's all in. You ready to go all in? I'm ready. I don't want to look back anymore. I'm ready to move the ball forward. Right? I'm ready to move forward. We need to jump on that. Turn to Jeremiah 29, starting with verse 10. Jeremiah 29, starting with verse 10. As you're turning there, let me give you kind of a, a context of what's going on in this passage. Israel is in rebellion. Israel's in rebellion to God, and, and, and God has allowed them to be captive uh, to the Babylonians. The Babylonians will come in and, 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 and take them captive. And so here the prophet Jeremiah, God speaks to him and says, listen, I want you to tell this to the people. That even though they're captive, even though they might feel like I'm, I'm judging them, I, I'm still going to make a way. I'm still going to make, I, I'm going to set them free, but, but there's some stipulations to that. And, and we find that starting here in Jeremiah 29. Verse 10, going through verse 14, it says, This is what the Lord says, When seven years are completed from Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13 is where the emphasis of today is. Ready? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You might need to underline that in your Bible this morning. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? Say again. Some of your heart. All your heart. A little bit of your heart. All your heart. Just the part of your heart that you want to give away. All your heart. All of your heart. You will seek me. You will find me. When you seek me with all your heart. Verse 14. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Jesus. Lord, I pray that this word penetrates our hearts this morning. Everyone here in person, those that are watching online this morning, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear this morning. Father, penetrate our hearts. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, to grab a hold of this, God. To see the importance of the hour. To see that we are living in the last days and the world does not need a church that's just doing things out of religious ritual or doing things halfway or comfortable. But Father, the world needs a church that is all in. God, may we rise up and go all in today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. God wanted to inspire a remnant to rise up to seek after him once again. And those that would seek after, those that would turn, those that would repent and turn back to God, those that would go all in, turn away from their rebellion, turn away from their own ways and their own thoughts and all the things that they had been doing, those that would turn back to God, God says, I will rescue you, I will deliver you, I will return you back to the land that I gave you in the first place. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that's where I want to camp out today for you this. If you will seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Anybody, you ready to go all in today? Come on. Are you ready to give it your all? Are you ready? Here's the thing. Some of you are clapping. Some of you aren't. But those of you that are clapping and say, yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, here's the, the, there's some implications of that, though. It sounds good. Yes, let's shout it. But, but, but it's going to require much from us. First, we need to understand this. All, such a small word, has such implications. All doesn't mean perfection, but it means priority. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It doesn't mean perfection, but priority. Is God a priority in your life? Is God, those of you watching online right now, is God a priority in your life today? Is He the center of your life? Is He, is he the center to, to which all of your decisions, all of your actions, all of your words, your whole entire life, your budget, um, everything that you are, everything you do, is that centered on Jesus and what He wants for your life? Is God a priority? Is he just something else that you do in your life? Is God, is God just, are you getting a hold of him just enough to get by? Just enough to get into heaven? 
Right? I don't want to just get into heaven, Eddie. I want to go in busted up, worn out, tired, because of everything that God has done in my life. And, and, it, and it's captivated me so that I do everything that I can to see people follow me in heaven. Come on. Not just the nothing, not just the little dad will do you. Because I asked you that question, is God a priority in your life? 
And that's going to require some reflection, some looking inward. Psalm 139, 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. How bad do you really want God? Because it's one of those things. You get out of it what you put into it. You can have as much of God as you really want to. Let's be honest. I don't want to be just satisfied with a little bit, Jim. I don't want to just be satisfied with a status quo, with a comfortable Christianity, cookie-cutter Christian. I don't want to be, I want more. I don't know if you want more today. I want more. I want all that God has. But how often do we want God, God, give me all, God, pour it out, stir it up, shake it together, run it over, right? We want that, right? But God says, well, I want all of you. You. Let's go all in. Self-examine this morning. How bad do you really want God? How bad do you want the things of God? We all want the blessings. We want the power. We want the miracles. We want all that. Because how bad do you really want God? Not just His hand in just simply Him. How bad do we want the world to know God? How bad do you want your neighbors to know God? Whether they end up coming to our church or not, doesn't really matter to me. I just want them to know Jesus. Right? How bad do you really want them to know God? Your coworkers, your friends at school, young people. Like, how bad do you want the world to know God? How bad do we want to reach people? Right? It starts within us. Because it's hard to go all in for God if we're all in for ourselves. And we we got to go all in. Mark, Mark Patterson says many believe they are following Jesus, but they have mistakenly invited Jesus to follow them. And you hear that? Many believe they are following Jesus, but they have mistakenly invited Jesus to follow them. How backwards do we get it sometimes? Come on, we need to turn it around. It's time to go all in. Ask God to search you today. Where are you at in, in your relationship with the Lord? God, what do I have that's in the way right now? What do I have keeping me from going all that? Ask God to search you. Is there anything between you and more of God? The next thing is this God, or excuse me, going all in, it requires us to divorce the world. I'm not a big component of divorce. I don't think God is easy. It happens sometimes. But we do need to divorce the world. We need to divorce the world. We can't serve two masters. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. We need to divorce the world. We are called to be separate, right? We're called to be set apart. And listen, I, I know we're in the world, but we're not to be of the world. Right? Called to be separate, set apart. In fact, we'll do more for the world if we will be separate. We'll do much more for it. Right? See, isn't it? Why would people come if they can get the same thing anywhere else? Why would they come? Why would they bother? Hey, why do I need to go to church? Why do I need to wake up on a Sunday morning if I can just get the same thing anywhere else? Right? Man, many, many have lost their love for God. Many have lost their passion because there's things in competition with our hearts. We've made things idols in our life. Then you're walking around with spiritual hunger pains. They don't even know. Something's missing, right? It's like I'm, I'm hangry. <laughs> then I realize 
anger. If there's something missing, it's like, ah, I'm trying to obtain it within some of that. I'm trying to obtain it with, with my own um, accolades, and I'm trying to obtain it with, with this thing and that thing, and, and possessions, and, and relationships. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to think, but there's something still missing. It's because they're spiritually hangry. There's many in the church Christians that, that, that they don't realize. They're like, I don't know, I'm dry, I'm still dry, I'm in a dry season, and, and we'll call it label or all these sorts of things. No, you're, you're just, you're away from God, you're not hungry for Him anymore. What's taking your hunger? This is not a hunger that a Snickers is going to take care of, right? You've seen those commercials. This is not a hunger. When we feed on regular food like that, we, we end up being hungry again later, right? But Jesus said, listen, if you will drink from me, if you will eat from me, you will not thirst again. You will not hunger again. But yet many of us, we walk away from that. And we end up hungering again because we walk away from the source. What's taking your hunger today? What's keeping you from going all in? Many of us, we want the good stuff. We want the, the, the power. We want the miracles. We want all of those things. We, we want to see God move. And all. We want to see God answer our prayer. But, but we don't want the, the disciplines. We don't want the holiness. We don't want the disciplines. Right? To experience the power of God, we need holiness. We need repentance. No one talks about repentance, but it's necessary. It's not a sexy word, repentance. It doesn't even grow off the tongue very nicely. Yeah, but that's what it's going to require to go all in, is to turn away everything and give our all to Jesus. Repentance, desire, obedience, prayer, dedication. Come on, we give the bucks three hours and they lose a lot. Hoping that changes this year, if they have a season. We'll give the Rays four hours of our day, because baseball takes forever. And then there's those who like NASCAR. NASCAR takes a whole afternoon. I mean, we used to watch with my dad, and we'd all end up falling asleep, and we'd wake up and still catch the end of the race. NASCAR takes all day. Some of you, you'll spend all day going shopping. And the husbands are like, you preach that, brother. All right, fellas, some of you will spend all day fishing. Right? Yeah. You're not supposed to aim it right now. That's not. I don't want you to spend all day. But no, no, don't get me wrong. Those things are good. You need to do those things. But what I'm saying is we will give some, We will give what we want and what we value the most and what we desire. We will give it all the attention in the world. We will invest in it. We will pay money. And it won't bother us. We'll spend hundreds of dollars going to Disney. Right? And you have to sit in line for 90 minutes to ride a ride. We'll stand there all day and it's hot. It's because it's Florida and it's always hot. And it won't bother us. But yet, hey, man, church is an hour. Like, people have to wrap it up. Oh, I'm trying to get to lunch today, wrap it up. You know, I'm seeing you land the plane signs going on. You know, hey, we got a birthday party to go to today. Trying to get to the beach, Pastor, wrap this thing up. You know what I'm saying? What we value, what we want the most, we will invest in and we will give our time and, and, and energy to. What about God? What are we giving to Him? What are we truly giving to Him? Oh, what, what? You know, most of you on Sunday morning, maybe a five-minute Devo the next morning. Maybe Wednesday, I don't know, kind of busy right now. That's when I get off of work. We try to meet all those excuses for you. We even have dinner for you. And we don't even charge. We just ask for a donation. Man, we had, woo, we 
got some fish and grits this past Sunday. Or past Wednesday. Y'all missing out on Wednesday. Feed your body, and then we want to feed your soul right afterwards. It's a win-win for everybody. I'm a win-win. Amen. Yeah, we, we, we give to all this stuff. What are we giving to God? God's like the broccoli in the meal, right? Like, some of you like broccoli. But no, he's like, he's like the leftovers. Why do we give God our, our worst, our leftovers? God gave the best. He gave Jesus, his one and only son, to die for you and for me and the rest of this world. Why do we give him our leftovers? Come on, somebody. Let's go, man. Let's rise up and go all in. How much do we really want God? The world needs a church that's all in. In such a time as this, it's time to rise up. Rise up. It's time to give our all. When you seek him, you will find him. But when? You seek him with all. Someone say all. all. All your hearts. In the book of Numbers, there's the king of Moab named Balaam. And he summons this false prophet named Balaam, right? And he summons him to curse the Israelites. Because the Israelites had come into Moab and they were great in number. And so this king is getting a little nervous. Hey, man, what are these people trying to do, Joe? Like, you're trying to come in on my, on my spot here and. And, and, and he got a little nervous, so he's like, man, we got to get rid of these guys. So he calls in Balaam, this false prophet, to come in because this false prophet had been known for speaking blessings and curses on, on people. He's like, I'm going to call this dude in. I'm going to have him come curse them. And maybe they'll think, hey, don't come up in this place because this bad stuff's going to happen. And, and maybe this is the way we can get him out. So he calls Balaam in, and Balaam tries to do all this stuff, but he realizes that what God has blessed, you can't curse. Right? And so he really, this ain't working, man. But he says this, right? Hey, why don't we entice them? Why don't we tempt them into, uh, you know, going into some things that they're not supposed to do? And what they'll do is they'll end up cursing themselves, right? And so, so they have some women that end up uh, enticing them um, sexually, and, and, and the, the Israelites end up giving into that, and then they end up um, giving into all the, the different idol worship and the different uh, you know false gods, and they begin to worship all those things. Right? They got distracted. They got distracted, y'all. And I feel like sometimes that's us, is that we get distracted with everything but what God wants to do in our life. We get distracted even with good things, but some good things aren't God things. And we'll get distracted. And we'll get our attention on things. And we'll get our, 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 our you know, what we want most. And we'll get distracted by all this stuff. We'll get distracted by busyness. Oh, man, no, it's too busy. I don't know if I can make the church this week. Right? We, we, we get distracted by our own desires. And, and God oftentimes gets those leftovers. Let's give God our first fruits. Let's give God our best. He deserves it, right? He deserves all of the glory, all of the honor. Come on, he deserves our best. So let's repent. Maybe that's the self-examination that you need to do in your life today. Maybe you need to say, listen, God, I've put some things in the way of me and you. And maybe you need to turn from whatever that is and surrender those things to him. Second. Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. That's what repentance is. 
Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and then heal. They're like, the land needs to be healed right now. Yes. It's needed it for a long time, let's be really honest. It's just getting out of control. We need to go all in. We need to go all in. We often stall out. We often get distracted. And we often will get weighed down. So my next thought for you is this. Going all in requires us to persevere. We're going to seek God. We're going to seek Him with all of our hearts. The word for seek in the Hebrew means to seek with intense motivation. We, we need to push through. We need to persevere. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let's throw off this stuff that's hindering us. Let's throw off the stuff that's entangling us. Let's give it to God. Let's lay it down. Let's throw it off because it's going to weigh us down. It's going to tire us out. It's going to burn us out. Persevere. When we were on vacation recently, we were out west doing a lot of different things. And man, it was hot. It read like 110 one day when we were going through Texas. Hot, man. It was a different kind of hot. I even posted on Facebook, I'll never complain about Florida heat again. Because you literally feel like you stepped outside and you are melting like your skin is melting off. You literally feel like you are burning. Maybe I'm just being a sissy, I don't know, but, but that's what it felt like. It was hot. So we're out trying, we're out walking around, we're out checking all these different sites, and it's just hot. And there was one store we were in, a lot of gift shops, we were checking out, and, and my son, Aiden, he looks and he's like, can you hold me? I'm like, bro, can you hold me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Because uh, I honestly didn't want him digging through all the stuff, and they just couldn't keep their hands off of me. It's all right. So I picked him up. Dude, you're even heavy, bro. Like, you know, the heat, we've been walking around a lot already, and I got to carry this, you know, 40, whatever it is, 40, 50 pound kid, and I'm like, it didn't take long to realize, I can't hold you anymore. You can't hold me. You're home. I was getting heavy, man. Sometimes that can be us in this life and all the things that are keeping us and holding us back from God. We're going to get weighted down. We're going to get weighted down. And then, though, isn't that the time that we usually call out on God? That's when we're weighed down, exhausted, busted, disgusted, right? There's no way. Wait till we get to that point, man. Let's run after God. Let's go all in today. It's going to require us to persevere. Let's move uh, what is distracting us and keeping us from going up. Well, let's take that out. Let's throw it down. Let's lay it at the feet of Jesus today. Let's surrender that because I want to go. I want to move forward. I don't, I don't want to have to keep putting out fires. I don't want to have to keep doing this or doing that. I don't want to have to keep catching my breath. I don't want to go. Let's do this. Let's move forward. There's people to reach. We have work to do. There's souls to win. There's lives to change. There's a city to win. Come on. And now is the time. There's people to help. If we want to move, uh, if we want more of God, we're going to have to humble ourselves and repent. Lukewarm, comfortable Christianity is not going to work. It never did. But especially now, it's not going to work. And if you truly want God in the center, if you truly want to go in, it's going to require us to take action. It's going to require us to take action. Worship team, you guys can come forward.
Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall. For it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. I don't want to fall. I don't want the church to fall. There's great warnings in Revelation about churches that are going to fall. I don't want to be that church. I don't want to be that person. It's time to rise up. Let's go. Let's not fall. Let's get about the Father's business. Let's get passionate about lives. Let's go. It's time to go. All in. You guys ready? You want that? Let's not just be hearers of the word, but let's be doers of the word. It's going to take action. I don't care if you can quote scripture. I don't care. I want to see the fruit of that. Are you applying that in your life? I don't care if you've read the Bible through three, four, five, ten times your life. I don't care. Is it producing fruit in your life? That's great, man. You get a touch from the Lord up here in the altar. I want that in your life. But is that doing anything in you as you go out to the rest of the world? That's what I care about the most. It's going to require some action. And if it's not changing you, we're not applying what we get here. We're not listening to God speak and, and not obeying. And then like, well, what's the point of all this? Let's just close the doors. It's time for action. We just come in and we get filled up and that's it. If, if, if all we're doing is, is reading and learning scripture, but we're not applying it. If, 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 if all we're, we're doing is building up wealth for the church, it's like a football team that stays stuck on the practice field. I don't want to do that. I want to be in the game. I want to move the ball forward. I want to win. Right? Not for me, but for the glory of God. Come on. Say amen this morning. We must practice the gospel. We must put it into practice. We must apply what we know. Because here's the thing. Application trumps information. Learn all the stuff and you can quote all the scriptures that you want, but if you're not applying that to your life, then nothing is changing. You want to like me? It's just information. Application trumps information. We should become the living, breathing word of God. We should be Jesus to the world around us. Will you stand up with me this morning? I hope you're getting stirred. I hope you're, you're feeling like this unction and this desire to, to rise up and do something. I hope you're ready to lay it all down and go all in for God because here's the thing. Jesus gave his all for us. He gave his all for you on that cross so many years ago. Let's give our all to him after all that he has done. After all that he is doing in your life. After all the blessing. After all the answered prayer that he's given to you. After all the things. Let's give our all to Jesus. Come on, let's rise up the world church that's all in. As we get ready to close, um, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to remember the woman in Luke 7. Many of you are familiar with this woman. You've heard this story before. There, there was this dinner party that was going on and Jesus was there with some of the religious leaders, the Pharisees. We see this woman in, and she had this reputation in town. She was a prostitute. 
the feet of Jesus. And she has this alabaster jar full of a very expensive perfume. It was, it was probably a year's worth of the wage. It was, it was an expensive perfume. And in this story, we see this woman come to the feet of Jesus and pour this whole jar of perfume, this expensive stuff, pour it at his feet. She doesn't just pour it at his feet. She begins to wash his feet because that was a Jewish custom. It's sad that no one in the house had done that to Jesus already. But here is this woman with a reputation of, of living in sin. And she comes and she pours this perfume. A perfume that she likely used in the act of her sin. A perfume that she likely used to maybe even cover up the stench of her sin.
don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you've never begun a relationship with Him, you've never begun to follow after maybe today you need to simply lay your life in His hands. Come on, there's only about 12 inches from our head to our heart, but it's the difference between information and transformation. It's not enough just to invite Jesus into our mind and know about Him. Man, there is an open door for you to invite Jesus into your heart. Well, you, you today, you might just be one decision away from a completely transformed life. Whether you're already following Christ or maybe you need to accept Him for the first time today. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.